You're listening to Grow Yourself Up, a weekly mental health podcast hosted by Kath Cunahan. I'm a psychotherapist, writer, and speaker working in private practice in London. I specialize in the impact of our own childhood on our parenting and how we can heal and integrate our childhood trauma, wounding, and stress so that we can inhabit our full adult selves. Join us each week as we talk about all things growing ourselves up, how we can tend to ourselves in our parenting, generational healing, and overcoming the impacts of childhood trauma. Together, we will become more self-compassionate, connected, authentic, resilient, and heart-centered, so we can live our own full and beautiful lives. As a listener of this podcast, you're welcome to come over and join the Facebook group. So search on Facebook for Grow Yourself Up. It's a private Facebook group of all the listeners. And did you know there are journal prompts that go along with every episode? So sign up for the journal prompts on kathcunahan.com or go to my Instagram, kathcunahan, and sign up at the link in the bio there. And you will get my newsletter, Nurture, Heal, Grow, which contains all the journal prompts. Looking forward to seeing you in the Facebook group. The podcast is produced each week by the wonderful Audio Cafe. Thanks for being here. It's episode 50 of Grow Yourself Up. We've reached a half century and um, the podcast now has more episodes than my age because I recently turned 47 and um, I often dither about topics actually because I'm like there's so much to say and I wish sometimes I wish I could make an episode every day but considering that it's um, so the, this episode will be, will be released on the 30th of May and in the US I think that a lot of um, kids are already on holiday or university students are on holiday and so like the great summer holiday debacle in some ways has begun and um, in the UK many uh, children will be on half term next week so that obviously impacts parents so I thought it was fitting to talk about something about the holidays but two of my favorite topics and um, which are shame and perfectionism and they they are intimately linked and indeed the whole purpose of this podcast is to bust shame and to um well, one of the whole reasons, and to help us see that our own childhoods and the core of shame that we got from our um, uh, our dysfunctional family, whether that be from our own family of origin or whether it's more um, generational, you know, going back through the generations. Um, and also uh, many of us get a shame call from school actually because um, this sort of education system doesn't necessarily meet our needs. Whatever, whatever's bringing you here, shame does not tell us the truth. The shame voices do not um, have an accurate assessment of you or your children. And so I thought it was, um, I'm going to talk about shame, perfectionism, and the holidays. So just a short recap, perfectionism is an outgrowth of shame. And shame is a sense of uh being bad or being flawed. It's a, a really embodied um, experience uh, where we we have um, often we can get hot with the shame spiral. We kind of put our drop our heads down when we're feeling shame. We curl curve our shoulders in. It's it's like a collapse, an internal collapse, which is reflected externally. 
And um, so it's very much an embodied experience. And shame starts to um, develop in about the second year of life. And there's Brene Brown says that she doesn't think there's any healthy shame. And I've done a lot of other research around shame and reading and everything. And I think that there is um, a sense of uh, modesty, maybe, which, which other writers call healthy shame, but shame, sort of a sense of, of healthy protection, self-protection is, is kind of what makes us get dressed in the morning. It's what keeps us um, behaving in, in a sort of socialized way so that we can actually get on as a society. But we're talking here about a chronic sense of shame, a chronic sense of I'm not good enough. But often that's very much covered over because we've made ourselves look so shiny. So, you know, we've got like beautiful hair and beautiful makeup and we're like super good at our job or we've got like all the latest accessories. It's we are, or we're like super clever. We're like coming top of the class or we're amazing at video games or we're like the best baker or the best like, I don't know, mom in the class is always bringing amazing cupcakes. Whatever, um, wherever your perfectionism lies, we often um, cover over the shame because it's so painful to have that sense of shame touched. We cover over with lots of um, external things so that we get admired uh, and celebrated for those uh, like outward success, like demonstrations of success. And that we think that that keeps that sense of I'm not good enough at bay. At bay. Really what we need to do is is um, soothe that part of us who holds the shame and dismantle the idea that we are not good enough because we really are. But um, when we have had parents who can't sufficiently hold us, see us, acknowledge us, be there for us, and when I say hold us, I mean both physically holding us actually and um, – and really holding us emotionally, then we get a sense of shame. And, you know, many of the parenting practices, um, if you look at, you know, through the ages, you know, some of them say you're going to spoil your baby if you pick it up too much. Now, that's absolute like rubbish. But if if you were raised in an era where that's um, how your parents parented you, you're going to get a sense of shame very early on because you're not tended to, you're not held, you're not, your nervous system is not soothed. And so, um, you, you kind of, um, you need to often shut yourself down. So from a, from a nervous system perspective, your, your nervous system just wants to keep your physical body alive. And if you're crying and crying and crying and crying and crying and no one's coming because they've learned that, or they've been taught that, um, that, picking up is going to spoil you or um, leaving you to cry is going to be a good thing um, in terms of making you tougher, you will ultimately go into a place of shutdown because your your nervous system wants to keep your physical body alive. So you're going to maybe dorsal will then be a place that you spend a lot of time. And um, the shame is an outgrowth of that place in our nervous system because we kind of make up that we're too much. And, yeah, so that's just a, there's there's like so much more I can say about this. Um, this I think a lot. Of, I've done a lot of writing about this, and actually reading it can sometimes be um, easier to understand these linkages because we haven't had you know in our in our parenting advice in in earlier years in the last century and you know in like for many of us we didn't know a lot of this stuff about neuroscience. We didn't know about our about um, 
polyvagal theory is a very new thing. I think Stephen Porges um, started talking about that in 1995. So that's really relatively, re- like really recently. Um, so please don't use this information to beat yourself up. This is all to kind of help you understand and go forward in a way that's loving, connected, shame reducing, perfectionism reducing. But okay, what does this have to do with the holidays? So the holidays are often a time where we project masses amount of stuff onto it, where it's going to be like this fantasy relaxing time where we're going to get to like uh, sleep a lot. And um, we often imagine, uh, and this is not conscious, that we will be a different version of ourselves and our children will be a different version of ourselves. And so when we get to the holiday place and we are so kind of wrung out and we're kind of frazzled um, because we've been trying to cram in so many things and finishing our work or whatever before a holiday, we get to the holiday, we're like frazzled and exhausted. The kids are out of their normal routine and um, the context which makes them feel safe. So they might tend to kind of um, exhibit more challenging behavior. And then we have this thing about, Oh my word. We, there's often a shame response because you've tried to craft this perfect holiday and you've imagined that you will be a perfect parent or person on this holiday and that your children will be perfect. And then there's a huge kind of collapse into shame and thinking this is all disastrous. This is a terrible holiday. This is a terrible family. Everything's gone to shit basically. And, um, that's not the case. I want you to hold in mind that holidays can be really challenging. One of the biggest reasons is context. So your own home will give you a lot of signs of safety, both you and whoever you parent with, if you parent with someone and your children. So um, the routine, the food they have, where they sleep, the toys that they have, maybe if you've got outside space, the outside space or the playground that you go to or the, the forest that you go and walk in, all of those will be um, supports that you've built in to your life, perhaps unconsciously, but um, that will help your family and you regulate. So if you've got like a beautiful big um, green area behind your house or something, you might spend a lot of time there. And then maybe on a holiday, you're going into a tall hotel and there's not as much green space or something. And all of those are very impactful. So I want you to, I'm going to give you some kind of pointers around this. First of all, really remember that you take yourself with you on holiday. And I really have to remind myself of this because I uh, often project onto holidays that um, it's going to be, I'm going to be different or I'm going to be very chilled or something. And I do get much more relaxed, but um, you know, there's like a fantasy I hold about myself and about my children, how miraculously they might eat um, all the food at the hotel, if there's a buffet or something, or how they may, act. And it can feel crashingly disappointing when things don't go to plan. So I want you to really be gentle with yourself and notice that you are taking yourself with you. Just in 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 12-step fellowships, they often talk about how people um, do a geographical, which means that like if you actually really needing to tend to your drinking problem, but you decide you're going to move countries instead, and then it seems that the problem's gone away, but it's actually that you've just done this geographical and maybe you still really need to look at your drinking. Um, but so don't expect that on your holiday, you're going to be doing a geographical because you're going with your, with yourself and we carry our, our history and everything with us. So, um, 
yeah, we're with, and, and so do our children. And so it's really the expectation thing is so important to just think, okay, you know, if I'm going to, like, I've really done a process of lowering expectations over the years and it's really helpful in terms of where my joy criteria are sort of thinking, okay, I'm just going to aim for like a 20 minute swim by myself. I'm not going to think I'm going to be reading a book around the pool, watching my children swim or being in the pool with them. I'm just going to try and aim for that 20 minutes of swimming by myself. And that makes a massive difference to my nervous system because it gives me a lot of pre proprioceptive input being in the pool. My joints get compressed and I feel immensely calmer and I've got some exercise. And then Whatever else happens, I don't really mind that much because I've had that lovely swim and I've got a bit of sun on myself and then I have much more capacity to deal with the, you know, often the chaos, the, the, like the real chaos and the mess and the, um, the kind of the lack of control and things not going the way you want. Um, for me, often on holiday, I have a lot of anxiety around my kids eating and, um, that can tend to make me want to be more controlling or try and um, ensure that they eat stuff and take lots of different snacks and things. And I've really had to let that go to be gentle with myself, to notice how it panics me, to notice that they're not going to starve themselves, that they will survive. I do actually take a, a peanut butter that they like from this country because um, we can't seem to ever get the peanut butter that they like. And so if they eat bread and peanut butter the whole holiday, um, that that's okay. Previously, I've got quite stressed about that and made like, frankly, a mountain out of a molehill when, because of my own stuff, basically. And then that takes away from the, from the joy of the holiday. So, so notice what you, you know, if you have any patterns like that, where you try and exert control, if you feel like they need to be eating a certain amount of these things, just focus on trying to have a nice holiday and connecting with them not like hammering on about the things that you're trying to control. Um, yeah, so so the don't expect yourself a different version of yourself. Don't put so much pressure on things. Don't um, don't have high expectations. Really try and come to a place of, of a, like a more realistic assessment of how it actually might be, because then we can. Um, really embrace what is. Melody Beattie has a thing she says about gratitude. And she says that, I'm going to paraphrase this, I'm not sure if I'm going to get it exactly right, but she says, gratitude makes what we already have much more abundant. And when we focus on the actual uh, joy of that, we've actually got to go on holiday. We're in, maybe if we've chosen a hot place, I don't know where you choose to go on holiday, but um, we are choosing to go to Greece in August. And I'm really going to focus on the fact that it's going to be a beautiful blue sky. There's going to be some stunning vegetation. Like I love Bougainvillea, um, like the beautiful bright colors of the Bougainvillea and that there's beautiful cerise and orange and white and savor those sensory details so that I can nurture myself regardless of what else is going on. So for you, like look at if you're going somewhere and maybe you're having a staycation, savor the beautiful bits of your home, savor how you could be at your home and um, maybe not be working or be have a bit more time to cook some lovely food or to really like flop on the sofa and watch Bluey, like how lovely. If you've never watched Bluey, please go and watch Bluey. And there's one episode called Takeaway, which is like my literally all-time 
favorite episode of Bluey ever. It's got, it encapsulates parenting beautifully and it's even got a wild wee. So you'll really, you'll go and watch that. Um, so I guess I'm trying to say, be really gentle with yourself. Notice how, um, you may be really exhausted. You may have projected a lot onto these holidays. I am setting a different intention for our holiday this year because I want to arrive on our holiday not frantic and exhausted. I want to have been calm enough and kind of not over like not overdoing enough in the weeks ahead of the holiday that I'm not kind of crashing into the holiday like grumpy and exhausted. I want to arrive much more resourced, essentially. So think about how you can um, be on your holiday. How can you really have a lovely time? How can you um, avoid trying to be, to get everything perfect? Like what, what helps you realize that family life is imperfect? And that doesn't mean that you, doesn't need to send you into a shame spiral because it doesn't mean you're bad. It just means that perfectionism is not Um, a possibility. Notice where you're trying to strive for perfectionism. Notice where it's tripping you up. Notice if you're trying to get your children to be perfect or to to do anything perfectly. Notice if you're expecting your partner to be a new version of themselves when you go on holiday. Notice um, when your shame gets triggered, because when our shame gets triggered, that's when we often try and um, demonstrate more perfection for both ourselves and we try and control our children. So I hope that's given you um, a few kind of bits and bobs to think about. Also, you know, the most important thing around this is awareness. But awareness doesn't mean that, you know, there's immediate change. Often we stay in a place of um, awareness for a long time before we're actually able to make a change. So you may have booked a, like a lovely holiday and hope that your children will give you some space to do something or that um, that everything in the place you've booked is going to be perfect and then be crashingly disappointed when you arrive and then go into a shame spiral or beat yourself up because, you know, you think you should be different on the, you should, you should have a different reaction or something should be different and then kind of beat yourself up more. And, you know, that's when we introduce compassion to really be compassionate for your own response, compassionate for the fact that you had so many expectations to soothe yourself, to soothe your inner child and to be like, Oh, angel, I know I was so hopeful that this holiday would be different or that I wouldn't feel so exhausted or that I wouldn't feel resentful that, um, a holiday is basically, um, a different location without childcare. Um, you know, and that I hope that I would be calmer or more grateful or whatever you're hoping for about yourself and to soothe that because we like the biggest portal for change is the self-compassion portal. So the more that you can bring in loving generosity for yourself and cherish all parts of you, the more you will be able to hold that for your children and the more ease you'll have. And actually the more you will be able to see gratitude in all these situations. So I'm sending you so much love and I'm hoping that if you are on holiday, you're able to have some beautiful moments of joy and that you can um, lower expectations for yourself and your children and not have perfectionism as an aim. Okay, go, go gently. You've been listening to Grow Yourself Up, hosted by Kath Cunahan. We'll be back next week 
with a new episode supporting you to better understand and tend to yourself for more heart-centered, connected, authentic, and resilient living. Thank you.